you are listening to your undeniable global heavyweight champion of the world, Mr. Live Zone Sports here with you. Of course, our basketball podcast, Dynamics on the Hardwood. On the football side of things, go listen to On and Off the Field. We also have the 1-0 podcast, which is our video gaming podcast. And don't forget, the empire is growing. With our wrestling podcast, The Undisputed Empire, we show a lot with the wrestling guy. Still to be happy about. You're up too old. Job's not finished. Job finished? No, I don't think so. You can find us under YouTube under LZ Podcast. You can find us on Twitch and TikTok under live underscore zone underscore sports. And you can also find us on Spotify under Live Zone Sports, as well as 90.7 WKKF. Stay tuned for more. Everybody, welcome back to another Dynamics on the Hardwood podcast. It's your guy, Live Zone here. And today, I got a very special guest with me. I have Jordan. Hello, everyone. I'm Jordan. <laughs> and because Jordan is such a Celtics fan, um, we're going to mainly talk about the Celtics here today. But we're going to get into like some stuff that we usually don't get into here on Dynamics on the Hardwood that's like a little bit different, but it's still basketball related. Um, So the first thing that I have for us is the Celtics worries. So if you look at the Celtics in the last few games, we've been awful. (laughs) Yeah, it's not looking too good. Yeah, so in the last four games... We had a 30-point lead. I think it was 32 is the highest. 32. And it was uh, we lost that game 115-105. to 105. All right. Then we go into the Knicks. We had a 20-point lead. We lost 131-129 to 129 in overtime. And then we went to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and we lost in overtime again um, after having, I think it was like a 16-point lead. And it was 114-118. to 118. But it's looking up because we, you know, rested our players. We got them all rested and everything. And sure. now we went to the Portland Trailblazers and we won 115 to 93. Are you worried with the Boston Celtics right now? I am a bit concerned. I feel like it'd be impossible as a fan to not show some concerns, especially with the last game streaks. I've seen some. Some plays. Some plays, that's for sure. That it's like you have – so it doesn't matter who you put in there with our team. They're going to succeed. Like that's that's what I've noticed. We definitely have dominant players. But the thing about our dominant players is they correspond and correlate with each other. So when you take one of the variables out, it's hurting us. Exactly. And even if it's a small piece on the backup lineup, like our sixth, seventh man with having – Derek White or Brogdon. Brogdon? Yep. Going off recently. <laughs> so, I mean, I get what you're saying with that. Um, it definitely hurt that. So, you know, people are very concerned. I'm not. I'm one, not? Of, I'm one of those Why? people that are not. So, during the Nets game, right, we didn't have Jason Tatum. Okay. All right. Or, no, sorry, that was a game we didn't have Brogdon. We didn't have mm-hmm. Brogdon. So, therefore... The person that you can give 
arrest for like Tatum, mm-hmm. Brown. He wasn't there. So they had to play extra minutes. Yeah. All right. So that's number one. Number two, when we went against the Knicks, didn't have Jalen Brown for apparent reasons. I don't know what it was. He was resting, whatever it was. The third game in the Cleveland Cavaliers game, no Jason Tatum, no Al Horford. Yeah. So that will do it. Yeah. So for me, what it's looking like is, all right, great. Well, we can lead these teams for, say, three, three and a half quarters. But in that fourth quarter, that's when we need our big guys that weren't yeah. there. No Jalen one game, no Brogdon one game, no Al one game, That's no Jason point. Tatum. And then we get to the point where, okay, now we're going against Portland and we scrape them. Mm. Scrape them by almost, yeah, by 22 points. Yeah, almost, I was going to say almost yeah. 20 points. Yeah, so uh, for that reason, I'm not worried as much as other Boston Celtics fans are. Mm-hmm. I did see on Facebook, though, a very bad message that I almost commented towards that I you didn't I stopped myself I stopped myself which I usually don't do so he was talking (laughs) yeah he was talking about how um the Celtics are like he can't watch them because Jason Tatum complains there's missed four missed three pointers in the first quarter this team isn't good enough to win a championship and I was like calm down we're the second best team in the league yeah we're doing very good so, I, me personally, I'm not worried as much as other people are. I, I know see. people that are extremely worried, and I'm like, it doesn't matter who gets first place into playoffs. It's who comes out of the playoffs. That's what people are not understanding. That's a really good point. And even if we're the second seed, right, we go in the second seed, Milwaukee's the first seed. We don't have to go against them until the Eastern Conference Finals if they make it. If they make it. And what the Celtics are doing that are smart, they see the third and fourth seed right now. Mm -hmm. They want to go against the fourth seed. Yeah. So they want New York. Mm. Milwaukee's going to get Cleveland. That's where that issue comes. I see. I feel like we're heading towards second place because of what's ahead of it. They're thinking two steps ahead, which other people are not. So they can't see the vision. Exactly. But when it comes down to it, I do think that Banner 18 will come to us this year. And I think that the Celtics will be on top once again, where they should be. Where they should be. (laughs) All right. So do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, I personally do not have anything else I'd like to say, but bleed green. Go see. All right, there we go. So stay tuned for next segment where we end up talking about our experience going to games. So we're going to have a little bit of fun with that one, and we'll catch you next segment. Everybody, welcome back to another Dynamics on the Hardwood segment. I'm your guy, Live Zone, and I'm here with Jordan. Hello, everyone. I'm Jordan here with Live Zone. <laughs> and, you know, we haven't done this before. I never talked about my experiences at a game before. Yeah. So I want to give, I want you to give yours because you're, every time I see you, you're like bleed green. So, that's the first thing that I said. And I was like, me and her are going to be friends. So, <laughs> um, so I want to hear, what's your experience at a Celtics game? I've only been to two Celtics games. 
The first one, I was a senior in high school, and it was in the winter. I believe we lost that game, and I was sitting up really high. They were cheaper tickets, but I remember being surrounded by a beautiful environment of like-minded people that were really interested in the game. I enjoyed seeing the Jumbotron and hearing all the drunk people from Boston <laughs> scream, let's go Celtics. Yep, yep. Um, what about you? I'm one of those people that played on the court. So when I was playing basketball in high school and in middle school multiple times every year, we would go to the Boston Celtics games and before the game or at halftime during the game, yeah. we were like those little kids that were playing on the court. That's awesome. Yep. And um, my last time that I did it, I actually somehow got my brother and my father to come with me. That's great. And um, my brother played on the court and my dad was first row watching us because that's like always been his dream. So because of that, um, I was very blessed with Celtics Mm. games. Um, I think I've only been the one or two losses out of like 20 games. Um, I, I make sure I go to one every year. The only time I didn't go to one was COVID bingo. That's the only time I didn't go to a Celtics game. Um, but I will say that my favorite interaction at a Celtics game was when I was on the court, I got to get a picture with my best friend and that like right on the middle of the court like you know how like when Kyrie Irving stepped on the court yeah it was literally right there like I was literally right there with my best friend we were on the same basketball okay. team we got the picture together I even have the picture print it out <laughs> print it out I will, <laughs> I'll show it, it. I'll show I'll show you it for okay. everybody else if you know like my Instagram and stuff it's on there um if you you got to scroll down, but it's on there. Um, and then the other one that I have, it was the 2016 playoff game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. It was the one of it, it, the, I think it was the only game we won that series. Mm-hmm. And um, we played in halftime and I scored a layup and everybody knew my name and everything because the guy announced it. And after that, I went back to my seat and they were like, oh, you're CJ. And I was like, yeah, I am. Um, I've also gotten interactions at like different, this is like a different topic, but like at wrestling shows Mm -hmm. throughout my podcast. So I've also been like, oh, your live's on. Yeah, how are you doing? You listen to my podcast. That's good. Hope you have a good time. That type of thing. Um, So... I mean, I've been pretty blessed when it comes to going to like basketball games or WWE events. I can agree with that. Over the summer, like I said, I'm a huge Celtics fan, bleed green to the day I die. But over the summer, last summer, I actually took a flight down to Miami and went to the Miami Heat game. And that stadium was insane. It felt almost wrong for me to be rooting for the Heat because I was staying in Miami. We were playing the Raptors. They were playing the Raptors. All right. Well, in that case, that's fine. As long as it wasn't the Celtics. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I would have been rooting for Miami too. (laughs) But I had so much fun there. The 
the environment of a stadium is just something that I live for, truly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a different experience. For everybody, and trust me, my father is one of them. If you're one of those people that say, oh, I could watch the game for free on my couch and not have to deal with traffic and all that, there is no experience like actually going to TD Garden and watching the Boston Celtics. Go at Nothing least like once in your life. Nothing like it. My grandfather, actually, I think this is probably the only better experience is in the year of 86, my grandfather went to the old Boston Garden to watch the Celtics. Wow. And he watched Larry Bird. That's probably that's the a only really big flex. Yeah, that's probably the only better experience that you could have had is going to Boston Garden and seeing Bird. Yeah, and seeing Bird or even go further back and seeing like Russell and Cousy. Yeah. But once you're in TD Garden, it's like it you don't even have to be at your seat to get goosebumps. It's already there. Like it's, it's already in the air. Yeah, it's in it's the air. It's in the air. And that's that's the best thing for me and I think Probably for you as well. I'd say so. All right. So with that being said, we're going to head over to the MVP race for the NBA. Um, And you know, if you bleed green, one of our guys is there. So stay tuned for next segment. Everybody, we are here on another Dynamics on the Hardwood segment. And me and Jordan have talked about a lot. So much. We've talked about the Celtics and the worries behind the Celtics for the year. Yeah. Then after that, we talked about our experience with Celtics games and with... NBA experiences at games. Exactly. And now we're going to head over to the MVP race. And I I just, you know, we were looking it up. I have some really like, like, what? Like that person's there. I so, 100% agree with you. Let's let's get talking. Uh, all right, all right. So let's let's get into the first person. The first person makes a lot of sense. Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Denver Nuggets center, going on his third MVP. I mean, it makes third? a lot of sense. Third in a row. Third MVP. Third in a row. Got it. So, I mean, he's one of the best, if not the best center in the league. Mm-hmm. So, I can see why he's there. All right. Yeah, it makes sense. It's reasonable. Yeah, exactly. This is where my head starts to hurt. <laughs> we got Joel Embiid next. Yeah, we got Philadelphia 76ers center Joel Embiid at number two. Should he be number two? Huh? Should he be number two? <laughs> That's crazy. He should be in top five. I, I was agree. just going to say, he deserves top five. Number two, pushing it. Yes, exactly. Then at this, this one I do agree with as well. This, the, like, I agree with Nikola Jokic right now. Yeah. He's on a different level. I agree with this one as well. Number three, we got Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Number three, perfect spot for him. Perfect spot. Yeah, we'll take it. Number four? Uh, he does. I personally feel like. Well, who do we got on number four? Who do we got? We got to tell him. Okay. So, number four, we got James Harden of the Philadelphia 76ers. Huh? <laughs> he hasn't been producing anything this year. There's Little times, yeah, there's times where he had like two points in a game. Yeah. Like he's not the same James Harden. He's only up there because he's a big name. I maybe agree with having him in the top 10. Maybe. Top 10. I maybe. can see it, but top five has, has me asking questions. Top, top five is like 
no, <laughs> especially especially with the people, yeah. especially with the people that he's over. I mean, number True. five, huh? True. Yeah. So number the people he's over. Yeah. So number five, we got Luca mm-hmm. of the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Number five is perfect for him. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I would say it's a good placement. Yeah. Um. No, sorry. I would put him at number four. We put him at four. One. Yep, and because Joel's number five for me. Oh, okay. All right, so I have him at number four. Then after that, we get my number two, and we know who this is. Yes. We got Jason Tatum. Yeah. If he's not number two, he's number one. He's having an no, amazing, amazing year. Amazing year. Yeah. And the points that he's putting up. All right, let's take a look at this, all right? Nikola Jokic, he's averaging, uh, where is it? He's averaging, he's played 58 games. Minutes played, he's averaging 33. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. Um, Field goals, he's 63%. Good for him. All right, I can see why Nikola's up there. Joel Embiid, he's played 52 games. Okay. Minutes played is 35. And right. field goal percentage is 53. That's a little low. I was going to say, it's lower than um, the previous. Yeah. And then we got Giannis. Giannis has played 52 games. Mm-hmm. And minutes played, he's at 32.5. Good. And field goal percentage is at 53 point, uh, Yeah, 53.9. It's better than fifty-two. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. But, but that's good for how many minutes he's playing. Like with Joel, yeah. the reason why it's not good for Joel is because of he's playing four more minutes a game. Yeah, you have to equate the time with yeah. the points as well. Yeah, James Harden. What? The, okay, he's played forty-eight games. Forty-eight. Yeah. Okay. He's at forty-four percent. Why is he there? That makes no sense. Yeah, that's a that's a bit mind boggling. Yeah, so I don't I don't understand why he's there. Um, Luca, fifty seven games, thirty six minutes. He's averaging a good fifty percent. Yeah, I think he deserves to be there. That's he good in the top five placement. Yeah. Then we get the Jason Tatum played sixty two games, so he's played more than everybody here. Um. He has 37 minutes a game, more than anybody I here. I was just going to say, isn't that more minutes than everyone yeah, as well? Yep. And okay. he's he's at a 46%. But if you look at his three-point average. Money. It's 9.4. The next closest is Luca at number five at 7.9. And then we go 7.3, 2.9, 3.1, and 2.1. So his stats are. Way better. Okay. Yes. Way better. All right. Then we got DeMontis Sabonis. I like this pick. That's a sneaky pick. A sneaky I like, pick. I like how they put him at number six. Number six is a great spot for him. Okay. All right. He's played 62 games. He averages 34 minutes. That's good. His field goal percentage is 61. Dude's a sneaky pick. Yeah. That's a sneaky pick for sure. And his three points are at a 1.1, but he's a center. So. Oh, so then 
That's fine. Yeah. He's one of those centers that it's like he's driving to hoop all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it makes sense why Nikola Jokic and DeMonta Sabonis don't have a big three-point. But like Joel Embiid only having 3.1, he's at the top of the key all the time. Yeah. So that doesn't that doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Damian Lillard. He has 53 games played, getting older, as we know. He's at a 46.7% at the field goal. And he has 11.3 for three-point attempts in a game. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. He carries that team. He deserves to be at that spot. Um, then we got Shy. Shy is probably one of the best shooters in the league right now. Arguably. It's pretty out there. He's at like a 70% at three-point line right now. Okay. so Dude's legit. He's a threat. Yes, most definitely. And then I don't know why he's here, but Jimmy Butler's here. I feel like they ran out of people there. Miami Heat? Yeah. I feel like they ran out of people there and they were they like, potentially right, did. Well, They're like, we'll just put him in. Yeah. 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 Well, what, have, what is um, his info? Um, for him, he's played 52 games. Okay. He's averaging 33 minutes a game, and his three-point attempts are at 1.6. Okay. I'm still astonished by Jason Tatum's info. I mean, me too. Me too. I'm, like, astonished, but also I'm like, oh, yeah, that's normal. Yeah. That's as expected. Exactly. But I still don't understand why James Harden is here. (laughs) It all comes back to James Harden. Why is he here? Why is he in the top five? That makes no sense. So yeah. I guess let's go with the winning and losing records. Maybe maybe he made a difference somewhere. But okay. Nikola Jokic in the games that he's played, he's 46 and 20. That's great. That is amazing. Um, Joel Embiid, he's 43 and 22. Giannis is at 47 and 18. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really good. James Harden is at 41 and 24. So similar similar statistic. It, but he has more losses in that column than Joel Embiid does, which okay. makes me think that the games that Joel was playing was the reason why they didn't win. So why is James Harden here still? I don't understand that. We have to find out. Yeah. So Luca's 34 and 33. That makes sense with the lackluster around him before they got Kyrie Irving. Yeah. And because Christian Wood was hurt. That makes a lot of sense. But to win 34 games with the team that he had was really good. Mm-hmm. So Luca, I get that. Jason Tatum, 46 and 21. Makes sense. Beast mode. Yeah, beast mode. We have DeMontis Sabonis, 38 and 26. He's that's gonna that's gonna skyrocket a little bit more. They're gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna you think be so? yeah, they're gonna be something to bigger, something yeah, bigger. Yeah. They're getting at it. Damian Lillard, this is not surprising because of how bad Portland's coaching staff is. They're 31 and 35 with Damian. That's Ouch. pretty bad. That just shows that Damian Lillard's getting older and he needs help. He? He's in his 30s now. Um, here, let me, we're doing some research right now. Yeah. Give me a, give me a stat. (laughs) So Damian Lillard's age is at 32 years old. Okay. But he's been playing since he was 18. Yeah. So, um, so that, that one hurts a little bit, especially as a Damian Lillard fan. Shy, 
I mean, because of the lackluster offense that they have behind Shy, they're 31 and 35. The coaching staff isn't good. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. He's going to leave that team eventually. You think so? Most definitely. You think he'll get more money somewhere else? More money and he'll go play for a championship somewhere. I I truly believe that. That's what they're all playing for. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are playing for money. Well, that too. But I, I'd like to I'd like to hope that they're playing. Well, to reach that's the why there's only one Boston Celtics. <laughs> and then after that, we have Jimmy Butler, 35 and 32. Um, I don't really know what to say about that, though, because he hasn't been the main contributor of the team. I haven't been. I remember hearing a lot about him. He was great like, and two then, years ago. Yeah, and then <laughs> it just stopped. Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, I'm surprised really surprised that LeBron's not here hmm. because that team does not win without him. You're right. So he carries that team like a, like a baby. <laughs> it's almost like how Jordan carries him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, that's for all my basketball fans. Hey, don't, don't bash me for it. Jordan's just a better player than LeBron. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> So, um, yeah, with that being said, who's your? we all know who your MVP is. Yeah. You're a Celtics fan. Yeah. Out of the names that I said, though, other than Tatum, who's your MVP? Embiid. Embiid. Okay. I think Embiid, when he really gets into it, he's a beast. He's really good at de- um, defending, and I would solidly say Embiid. Okay. All right. I'm not... I don't unpopular take. No, I I don't. And Luca, it's it's, Luca's, it's a hit or miss, you know. Yeah, which I I like it that. It is a hit or miss. I like that. Um, with me, my obvious answer would be Jokic because he's going for his third in yeah. a row, and he's playing great, and the team wins with him there, and he yeah. makes a lot of players on that team good. Yeah, there's signs of consistency. Exactly, but if I was going to pick a dark horse. It's DeMontis Sabonis. You think? I it's it, listen, he's they're on a hot streak. They're gonna make the playoffs because of him. It's good good to consider. Good His to consider. His numbers are great and they're winning because of him. I would say those are all let me let me check my my checkbox. <laughs> Qualified. All right. All right. So the, so but it would make sense for Jokic to win third MVP in a row. Don't be surprised if it happens. But he's calling it. But I'm not calling it because my MVP is Jason Tatum. Always. <laughs> Bleed green. All right. I know we've had a Celtics episode, and I'm sorry for that for all the other fans out there, but Celtics are the best team in the NBA. Um, but with that being said, we're going to go head over to the Live Five list. Jordan, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It was so much fun. I had a great time. And thanks for listening to me. I'm Jordan. (laughs) And we'll catch you next time with the Live 5 list. Sorry, my mic wasn't on. Everybody, welcome back to another Dynamics on the Hardwood segment. Um, We are back here with your live five list where I give you five players that could help your DraftKings or FanDuel lineups out. And we're going to start off with the point 
guard Emmanuel quickly from the New York Knicks. Last game, he had 35 minutes played. He had 14 points, three rebounds, five assists with 23.1 fantasy points. The game before that, he went against the Boston Celtics and he had like 75 fantasy points. So I would definitely keep an eye on uh, Emmanuel quickly because he's going to be a problem in the future. He's shifty. He's good at, you know, shooting and he can get to the rim wicked easily. So I would keep an eye on him. My next guy, my shooting guard is going to be Mikhail Bridges. Now, People might consider him the best player on Brooklyn. I think Spencer Dinwiddie is, so it's not a number one player. Um, But Mikhail Bridges, 36 minutes last game, 30 points, five assists, two blocks, one steal with 45.5 fantasy points. That is amazing numbers, especially for a guy that was held back so long in Phoenix, now moving up onto Brooklyn and being a certified stud. Um, So my small forward is actually a person that's recently been coming back. Um, My third person is Kelly Oubre. 35 minutes played the last game, 27 points, five rebounds, two assists, one block. He had 38 fantasy points. If you're looking for a small forward that's not a lot of money, this is the guy that I would look to. He's good. He's obviously one of the number one or two options on Charlotte right now. Maybe number one now that LaMelo is gone, but he's going to be a problem for a lot of teams. And for my Power forward, this one's going to shock a lot of people, but I did it because of his stat line. Um, I I personally thought that he was beneficial to a lot of teams. Draymond Green, yep, he had 32 minutes played last game. He only had 11 points, and he only had one rebound, but he had 11 assists. That's crazy for a power forward. He had one steal, but he ended up with 29.7 points in the fantasy. Um, I think that Draymond is definitely a big um, steal in a lot of people's lineups, and I think that he's just going to continue that, especially when uh, Steph Curry comes back and he has Clay and he has Jordan Poole. It's going to be a problem, especially in the playoffs. Then lastly, I have an old Golden State Warriors player for my center position. Give me James Wiseman. James Wiseman got traded. He's been recently doing phenomenal on his new team. And last game, he played 34 minutes. He had 21 points, five rebounds, three assists, two blocks, one steal, 38.5 fantasy points. On Golden State, he was so far held back that he was only getting like seven fantasy points a game. Now he's boosting it up to that 40 high 30s mark. Dude's going to be a problem for the whole league pretty soon, and he's going to be worth it to have in your lineup. So those are my five guys that I thought you could definitely put in the lineup and do some damage there. So make sure you stay tuned for the next Dynamics on the hardwood. Um, And yeah, I mean, I'm having a great time. So let's continue it. Uh, See you next time.